Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of FOMO Fans. Uh, we are season two, episode four, but this is ringing in the new year. Ding, 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 ding. Welcome to 2018, or should I really say, goodbye, good riddance, peace, no love for you, 2017. 2017, uh, I don't even want to talk about 2017, other than the fact that this episode is going to be a lot about what I learned uh, in 2017, but uh, for the most part, uh, I am so glad 2017 is in the rearview mirror. Uh, it really, we don't have a choice for it, right? We, we either, you know, 2017 is, you know, it's in the rearview mirror, no questions asked. So for me, uh, this is one of those things that uh, I'm, I'm excited for a new year. You'll hear oftentimes people will debate like, don't wait till January 1st to make a resolution. I say if you make a resolution on January 1st and it helps you try to keep it, good for you. If you want to make your resolution on the 23rd because you think you're better than the people that make it on the first of the month, good for you. Um, I, I could care less. I think uh, this world of us telling everybody else what to do is just ridiculous, uh, if you ask me. But uh, we are broadcasting live here for everybody that's listening maybe on iTunes or iHeartRadio or Spotify. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the podcast and subscribing. Yes, you always be yourself, that's for sure. So today's topic is why it's the worst best time to be an entrepreneur. And yes, I didn't mess that up. It is why is it the worst best time to be an entrepreneur. And I'm going to share, you know, in my opinion, I'm going to share some of the things that people don't really talk about when it comes to entrepreneurship, right? We, we, we kind of hear the, the super success stories, and then we hear the ones that, you know, um, people failed early on, but then they did really well. At, you know, like Oprah Winfrey, you know, was, had no friends in school. And Mike, Michael Jordan was cut from the basketball team. Uh, Steve Jobs was, uh, you know, laughed at, you know, all of these things. But I think one of the things that we kind of forget is that entrepreneurship generationalized is way different. And then year over year over year, uh, entrepreneurship is is different. And I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to my dad on this one. Um, my dad and I were having a phone call today and my dad was a, a, a entrepreneur for a long while, but um, he's, he's a much bigger fan um, uh, for his sons to be kind of work and have the job security that oftentimes is associated um, with, you know, um, you know, your traditional jobs working for a brand. And here's the crazy thing about this is I loved working for a brand. Um, I, I worked for an enterprise company and a startup. Uh, and then I've been an entrepreneur for five years. And this past year was the, the worst year for me um, as an entrepreneur as far as revenue, as far as business model, as far as um, I worked really, really hard um, and really, really long hours with not very many results. I'm going to talk about what I learned from that. I'll share a couple of those things on there. But the thing that I think that is so different today, and my dad kind of brought this up, is you know, in, in the past, when you were an entrepreneur, a lot of it was kind of working in your own space and kind of grinding your way along and kind of doing your best um, you know, the, the idea that you don't want to work, you know, you want to work 60 hours for yourself so you don't have to work 40 hours for someone else, you know, all those ridiculous cliches. But one of the things about entrepreneurship for a long time was 
you know, you didn't really know a whole lot of other entrepreneurs. You didn't know a lot of entrepreneurs that were failing. You didn't know a lot of entrepreneurs that were ridiculously successful. And um, fast forward to circa 2017, 2018, um, every other post on social media from an entrepreneur is, you know, a quote about, you know, sleep on your mother's couch because that's how you become successful. Or, you know, I went from bankrupt to a millionaire in six months. Let me sell you an online course that's full of crap selling rainbows and unicorns and, and more BS. And I think in this world we're living in today, and I'm talking right now, I think it's the worst, best time ever for, for being an entrepreneur. And the reason I say that is, you know, we have the ability to change the world. We have more tools, more technology, more marketing, uh, you know, components. Our phone in our pocket is more powerful than our computers were a couple years ago. Our phone can do video. Our phone can record this podcast if I wanted to. We have all of the tools. We have all the things at our disposal. We also have more information, more self-help books, more how to be an entrepreneur books, 3,500,000 courses on how to be an entrepreneur. Um, We have people telling us their success stories on social media. We get an email newsletter four days a week from people telling us, you know, what their entrepreneur journey is. But here's the thing, um, entrepreneur, you know, being an entrepreneur, part of this is you have to be okay with being sick to your stomach every day and also celebrating big wins every day, right? And, I, and I've talked about this on past episodes, but I want to dig a little bit deeper into this, this, this idea because, you know, the idea that we, we can all be marketers, we can all market ourselves as entrepreneurs, and, and Gary Vaynerchuk, in my opinion, is the best at doing this. But you know what? Gary Vaynerchuk's life is a ridiculous life. I mean, that guy is documenting. He is on every channel. He's running multiple businesses. Yes, he has a team behind him. Yes, he, you might not like him. You might, you might love him. You might hate him. But here's the thing about, about Gary is that you cannot question his work ethic, his hustle, and his ability to just crank shit out over and over and over again. But here's the thing. I don't want to be that entrepreneur. I, you know, like here, this is the crazy world that we're living in is that if, if, and and I, and I fell victim to this in 2017, you know, for me, one of the things that I struggled with was, you know, how do you be, how do you set up passive income and how do you start, um, you know, being able to outsource and grow your business as an entrepreneur? And there's a lot of, you know, uh, mistakes along the way. There's a lot of people that give you great advice. I have a lot of great friends that are very successful entrepreneurs, but I think right now it's very easy to pivot and do what everybody else is doing instead of doing what you believe is going to work and is the reason you became an entrepreneur. I mean, in November of this year, in November of 2017, I found myself asking, what the hell am I doing? Why am I doing it? Why am I, why am I trying to compete with somebody else? Why am I trying to keep up with, with someone that is a, a successful entrepreneur? Why am I trying, if, if, I didn't become an entrepreneur to keep up with other entrepreneurs. I became an entrepreneur because I wanted to be able to to uh, impact more people. I wanted to be able to to know that I was doing what I love and loved what I was doing. I wanted to be able to control every aspect. But here's the other thing about controlling all, every aspect of a business as an entrepreneur. Oftentimes, especially from the solopreneur route, you have to do most of the things that suck. I, I, I tell you what, I... I've told this story many times, but like for me, I didn't want to be an entrepreneur. I was afraid to become an entrepreneur 
because I was like, man, I don't know how to manage my own books. Like, how do you handle invoicing? You know, what happens when I have to outsource and bring on employees? Like, all of these things that I believe are, are partly out there, and I love the live audiences jumping in. Keep bringing in your comments. Uh, I will bring them onto the show for sure. So I love that uh, I got lots of my good friends here watching on Facebook Live, Periscope, and Instagram. But here's the crazy part about, like, this whole entrepreneur thing is the highs can be really high and the lows can be freaking low. And if you're not prepared to kind of deal with the low lows or you've never dealt with low lows before, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this with as much as um, it sucks um, for me. And I'm not going to get too much into the personal side, but I never knew what depression was until last year. I never even knew, I didn't really understand, I didn't grow up um, having one year, one month of my life being, uh, being depressed or being uh, disappointed. And you know what, when you, when you hit that rock bottom or quote unquote rock bottom, or you get knocked down or you're losing business or, you know, for me, one of the things that I did was I rested on success. In 2016, I was crushing it. I, I spoke at 45 plus events in 11 countries, and I didn't, pl I didn't apply for one speaking gig. Every one of those speaking gigs were coming to me. All of my clients were coming to me. You know, I, yes, I create content. I have two podcasts. I, have, I live stream. I create a blog. I, I have a blog and a website that I manage. Yes, I do all of those things, but you know, for 2016, everything was coming to me, and all of a sudden, 2017, things weren't coming to me as an entrepreneur, and I realized... Um, I was more of a fakepreneur than I was an entrepreneur. And it's kind of hard for me to say. Um, it was hard for me to admit that in kind of November of this year. Um, it, it really, it struck, it struck me because I realized that, you know, managing invoices, following up with clients that aren't paying bills, um, you know, having to pay ridiculous memberships and all these software licenses when you can barely have enough money to pay, you know, uh, support and, and put the lights on in your house, you know what, that is just, I mean, it, it sucks. It's painful. And so I'm, I'm not, I, I want to put this out there is like, this is, this for me is more of the, you know, I, I hope that you share this podcast with, you know, other people that are entrepreneurs. I don't care how, you know, 75 year old entrepreneurs to 18 year old, 17 year old entrepreneurs. My goal is just to kind of keep it real. And um, I believe entrepreneurship can be super successful, super rewarding. I believe the, 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 the benefits outweigh the risks, but the risks a lot of times really can pile up. You know, I, I'm a poker player. I played semi-professional poker, and uh, I see Mr. Adam John. What's up, my friend? How are you? Um, I see lots of, uh, of people, fellow entrepreneurs chiming in here. You know, this is one of the things that you have to remember is, you know, you're not alone. You know, entrepreneurship, doing it by yourself is wrong, the wrong way to do that. And I've already figured that out. I've done that. I did it by myself, and I kept doing it by myself and thinking I could do it by myself, and that's the wrong way to do it, you know, bar none. But you also need to figure out how you're going to handle the lows, how you're going to manage the days or the months when you don't have an invoice. Or for me, I had a client that was, you know, 240 days overdue. Um, and what could I do? I'm just an entrepreneur. What am I going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get a lawyer to go sue someone that's going to cost me more money out of my pocket. Um, I wasn't prepared for that. That wasn't something for me um, that, um, you know, that... <laughs> I didn't know how to handle and the honest truth was I started realizing I was waking up every morning not excited to be an entrepreneur scared about how I was going to make my bills and I and and I see a lot of people saying you know kudos for my honesty and my truth here's the thing um 
I, I read a lot of books. I follow a lot of people. I consume a crap ton of content. And I use the word crap ton because I do consume a lot of crap ton of content. And I didn't hear many people talking about this side of the journey. And I feel like if, if I did, it might have helped. And in this world, the reason I use this title, it's the worst, best time to be an entrepreneur, is because if you surround yourself with people who know what you don't, and people that can help you through the low times and celebrate your win, the big times, then you can be successful. You can do amazing things. But one of the mistakes that I made was I was pushing people away when times got tough. I was burying myself in books and listening to podcasts and saying, Brian, you can do this. What's wrong with you? Why are you not doing this? You know, how, what's wrong with you for not stepping up to the plate? People are looking up to you. And, and I realize now, what an idiot. Like the, the mistake that I made was that is the perfect time to reach out to those people that are friends, the people that are out there, the people that are, are struggling. And, you know, my, my friend Victoria Taylor just jumped into the live feed um, and Vicky is over there in the UK and she's an amazing entrepreneur. And I wish I would have learned from her when I first became friends with her through Periscope live streaming because, you know, you know she might not have had the largest social media falling. She hadn't, didn't have a book out. She needs to have a book out. But I tell you what, she was running an extremely successful business, multiple clients. She pivoted multiple times in her business, continued to find success. And even more importantly, she figured out how to balance that entrepreneur life with that personal life and your personal goals. And, I, and, I, and I've said this before, and I want you guys to remember it because I think this is something that I, I, I maybe o glossed over a little bit on this episode. And this is a little bit different episode than normal you know, FOMO fans episodes. But here's one of the things is that I wasn't prepared for the lows. I pushed people away when things got tough because I thought that was me manning up. I thought that was me... Me, you know, hey, Brian, you, you put yourself in this situation. Brian, you get your, your damn self out of this situation. Um, you know, I failed at writing a book. My goal in 2017 was to write a book. I wrote 48,000 words and another about 32,000 words, and, and neither of them are in book form at the moment. My book is, is non-existent at this moment because um, I, I started to lose my identity, and I wanted to talk about this as well because here's the other thing about the, in this world we live in as entrepreneurs – and, and this goes for anybody. You can have a side hustle, whatever it is. Here's the, here's the crazy part about this is that you are inundated with success stories. You are inundated with people that are telling you how to do it and to buy their course and to sign up for their email newsletter and to do all of these things. Uh, what's up, Lisa? And, and people, you're inundated with all this information. And I do believe we get paralysis by analysis. And it happened to me. And I think... You know, I, I took the, the chance to create an online course. I then decided to, to chase some passive income um, opportunities while I was still building my speaking business and my consulting business. And I tell you what, I, I didn't tune things out. I, I consumed too much. But here's the thing, funny thing is that you'll hear people talk about this all the time. Well, you know, just do. Don't, you know, stop talking, just do. Well, guess what? I, 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 I tried to prove people wrong. I decided I'm going to do and I'm going to talk, and I'm going to listen, because my name is Brian Fanzo, and when someone tells me to zig, I zag. Someone told me that your podcast had to have a super niche. I created a podcast called Smack Talk that stands for Social, Mobile, Analytics, and Cloud. It's the anti-niche podcast. I love zagging when other people zig or when someone tells me, but here's the thing. Sometimes as an entrepreneur, your own zig is the way you have to go, and I, that, might, that might sound funny, but 
I I lost pa- I lost my path. I lost my I lost my course. I lost my North Star of what I wanted to become as an entrepreneur. Why the hell was I doing this? And I tell you what, I'm I'm not I didn't become an entrepreneur so I could work seven days a week, struggle to spend time with my kids, not make as much money as I made whenever I was working for a big brand. That's not why I became an entrepreneur. But I put myself in this grind. I put myself in this this hamster wheel. I put myself in this constantly on digesting everybody's information. And 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 you you know what? This is this is exciting for me because I needed to go through this. I needed to hit rock bottom, takes two steps up and get knocked back down on rock bottom. Because when you hit rock bottom, you're kind of like, okay, well, it can't get any worse from this. And you start seeing the good things. And then all of a sudden you go back down. And yes, I do have an ADHD brain. I am, uh, you know, diagnosed with ADHD. I, I do take Adderall. And, you know, for me, I do love what I do. I'm very passionate. But here's what I figured out is I figured out I'm now focusing on the things that I know my clients and customers are, are going to consume and want that also are the things that I want to do as a business. And if these things don't line up, I'm going to start finding other ways to be an entrepreneur. Uh, this is a, this is a part, you know, pivoting, pivoting is a, I think pivoting is probably the thing that us, you know, probably every entrepreneur that's on here can probably, can probably, you know, relate to this, that, you know, you pivot, you pivot because you don't fail, right? Failure I, I, failure sucks and failure happens, but here's the, here's the, here's the, here's the crazy thing, right? But you know, when, when you're looking at failure, failure, failure to me means you, you took something too far oftentimes, right? I look at something in pivoting, right? So you like, you launch a podcast, you realize, oh, I can't do a podcast. So I'm going to, I'm going to pivot away from the podcast and I'm going to create a blog. And then you decide to create a, uh, a online, online course and you, you pivot towards the online course, but then you realize that the online course isn't what you're great. So then you pivot towards, you know, uh, selling consulting hours that will then back funnel into your course. And I mean, one of the lessons that I want to share with people that are out there, you know, is that, you know, pivoting for pivoting's sake or pivoting, pivoting because you're afraid something's going to fail is a bad decision, right? You, not only do you have to know why you're doing things, but you have to look at that bigger picture. And I, I write out my goals every year. I, I, I'm a very goal-oriented person. I'm a very transparent person. I share a lot of this struggle, a lot of this. Though I share my wins as well as my struggles um, on social mer- media pretty publicly because I, I kind of believe in the power of transparency so that we're not alone and that we can learn from each other. But at the same time, this and I love it. Uh, you know, my buddy uh, Adam just said this. He said, "Don't compare your inside to someone else's outside." But also, for me, it's not even comparing. This is what I started to do: is I started to be so happy for my friends that I started celebrating them. I started traveling to their book releases. I started um, promoting their podcast. I would spend, uh, you know, an hour of my day writing a blog to celebrate my fellow entrepreneur friends that were doing it well. And all of a sudden, I realized. I wasted a lot of my time celebrating other people that were doing it well that took away from my time for doing my own job well, right? And this is, this is something that I don't believe in turning off social media. I believe in, you know, understanding, and this is, I want to, you know, bring this into a much more focused part now. I know I've been all over the place, but it's because I'm, I, I really passionately wanted to share my journey because 
I'm, I believe I'm, I'm going to kick 2018's ass. I'm going to, I'm going to own 2018. It's going to be the year where I figure out this whole scale thing and I start outsourcing a little bit more and I dial in my, my, my customers a little bit more. Right. And, and I'm going to also, I'm going to still cheerlead my friends, but I'm going to, I'm going to have to remember that just because my friends are successful at doing it the way that they're doing it doesn't mean I need to do that same way, right? Just because a friend in a different industry launched an online course and it was super successful, well, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I can create an online course. Mine will be super successful. Guess what? You know, it's, it's, this, it's this overall piece. And then I love some people are talking about, you know, how do you find out what your customers truly want? I have something that I call holistic value. And holistic value to me, every single one of my paid clients for the last two years, 2017 and 2016, if I, if I had a paid client, either a paid speaking gig, a paid consulting gig, a paid MC gig, a paid uh, workshop, um, paid strategic uh, influencer marketing strategy gig, every one of those gigs that I had, I did a holistic value where I worked backwards to figure out what things that I do that created that, that opportunity. What did I do that that allowed that person to hire me. And oftentimes, it's five or six relationships. It's something that I did five years ago. I mean, one of my biggest clients right now, and, and you guys are going to hear a lot about them in 2018 because we're launching an app together. This was someone that I worked for who was a CFO or the, the CIO at the company I worked for for two months. He saw me in a boardroom one time, yet four years later when he was like, hey, I'm launching this app and I need somebody that has a, a growth marketing, growth hacker type mindset, I, I, I want to work with you, Brian. It was when I, If I look at that holistic view and we backtrack things all the way back to the beginning, guess what I figured out? It was, it was the fact that I went into a boardroom meeting five years ago, six years ago, and I stood my ground, and I stood up for what I believed in, and I wasn't afraid or overwhelmed by that, that, that opportunity. And I guess this is, the, this is the other piece about this, is that you also want to surround yourself with entrepreneurs that are giving, you know, Daniel Newman, if you guys don't know, uh, you know, Daniel Newman and I host a podcast together and we, we decided to be business partners uh, three years ago. And then after six months, we kind of realized that business partnership wasn't the best uh, overall plan for us, but we wanted to partner on different projects. So we still do four to five projects a year together. But I can tell you, Daniel was there for me every step of the way. He was an, He's an entrepreneur that has five businesses that is crushing it, is a great guy that is is one of those guys that, you know, he, he lets his, his work and his business do the talking for him. Um, and, I, and I've tried to work on him to, to be better at that. But this is one of those things that, you know, it's, it's one thing to surround yourself with successful entrepreneurs. It's another thing to surround yourself with entrepreneurs that are going to be transparent, that are going to be real with you. Because another thing that I didn't do very well is that I joined a couple groups and I, and I, and I became a part of a couple um, teams, you know, Slack groups and these different mastermind teams. And I, I picked the wrong teams. And, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of bring this whole episode home on this thing. You know, surrounding yourself with people that, that like the same things as you or that are maybe your biggest fans is not a recipe for success. If people that are around you as an entrepreneur aren't willing to tell you, hey, stop doing that or hey what's the ROI of that or hey did you track down that invoice yet or hey buddy I'm just checking in on you how are you doing you know I had some very low days in 2017 and there's 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 a handful of people 
that just reached out uh, and reached out. They're entrepreneurs. They're struggling just as, as much as I am. But they, they reached out because they knew that they need that at their times, right? And so what I, what I wanted to share is that if you want to be an entrepreneur and you, and you own this space and you can do it, I'm all for entrepreneurship. But you also have to realize what comes with it, the risk. <laughs> yes, Kristen Cardos, uh, shout out to my, uh, my good buddy, Kristen. You know, you have to, we also have to realize that, you know, managing your own LLC, if there's other parts of your life, like if you get divorced and you have your own LLC, that could drastically impact you. I, I, I'm, I'm living proof, right? If you're, if you're, the way you've set up your business, if you, the way you've done taxes can ultimately affect, you know, how you're getting your next house. There's so many things that go on here. And, and, and this is one of those things that I just want people to realize that you're not alone in the entrepreneur journey, but you're also, it's, it's up to you. If you choose to be an entrepreneur, if you, if you are right now an entrepreneur, or maybe you're the, the others around that, that are, you know, maybe you're a successful entrepreneur, I can almost guarantee that you decided that you're going to own your own success, you're going to own your own failure, but you're going to also own your own mission to get help when you need help, to outsource when you need to outsource, to pivot when you, it makes pivoting sense for you. And, and it comes down to these simple ideas that you can't lose track of yourself. I lost track of myself. I lost track of what was important to me because I started to realize I wanted the quick wins. I wanted the multi six-figure online course I wanted the podcast sponsorships of twenty and thirty thousand dollars a month, but the way that I do business, the way that I sell, the way that I build relationships, it's not a short-term gain. I, I play the long game, and by me pivoting, by me being a stubborn entrepreneur and trying to do what other people were doing, it hurt me. And then when I got hurt and I was down, I didn't go to others for help. I, I, I actually went further down and decided that I'm going to grind my own way out of this. And I'm here to tell you that's not the best way to do it. It's not a fun way. It's, you know, I, I graduated college in 2003. You know, this past year, 2017, from a, a, a gross revenue perspective, was the least amount of money I've made in one year since I was six years out of college. You know, for the last nine years, I've had a nice upwards trajectory until a, a massive failure. This and, and, and the failure wasn't my clients. I don't believe it was my content. My failure was me losing why I became an entrepreneur, why I love entrepreneurship, and also owning when the times get tough. Not only do the tough keep going, but the tough are not afraid to ask for help, not afraid to realize that you can tune out some of this nonsense, this guru crap. You don't know how someone's getting bankrolled. You don't know what their what their bills are like. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know if they, you know what? Maybe they that they have a, a spouse that is that is crushing it, making you know six figures, and that's the only reason they can run around and do all these things for free, and they can make all these claims with these big brands. You don't know, and and the thing that you do know is yes, and I love that I saw here on live. You know, trust, trust your vision. Trust your process. Uh, I see a lot of people reaching out to me. Um, I, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, I appreciate all the love. Uh, you know, Carrie and and Frenchie and Kristen and Adam and um, you know, I for me, I tell you what, um, I'm excited to kill it in 2018. I'm excited to focus 
on providing value. This podcast is going to get to 100 episodes. I'm going to crush this podcast. The content is going to be so damn good that people are going to come to me and sponsor just like they had in the past. And I'm not going to do all this ridiculous cold emailing because cold emailing is not me. That's just not how I am. And I, and I, I am excited for 2018. I'm excited to be an entrepreneur in 2018. But I want you to realize that I want you to come on this journey and I want you to celebrate my successes. But if you struggle, if you fail, if you pivot, if 2018 is your version of my 2017, just know that you're not alone. Know that this stuff happens. Don't be afraid to go back into business or partner up with somebody else or take a time out or revisit it. You know, it's, it's much like, for me, poker playing, right? I, I left poker up. I, 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 I finished my poker, my semi-professional poker career with money in the bank. I made more money than I had lost in poker. You won't hear that very often. And I'm very proud of that. But the reason was, was because I knew that I could come back later on down the road and play poker. I, I couldn't come back and raise my young daughters. I couldn't come back and soak all this entrepreneurship time in. And so the, the next thing about this is that the reason I, want you to, the reason I was saying this is if, you've, if you're doing the entrepreneurship thing and it's not working for you today, do not feel like it's below you to go back to what you were doing before or go work for a brand or team up with another entrepreneur because I, I, I believe I struggled with that and it was something that I... I struggle dearly because I think if you're an entrepreneur and you fail and you go do something else, it doesn't mean you failed forever as being an entrepreneur. You were smart enough to realize that maybe this time isn't right. Maybe it's not the perfect time for your customers. Maybe there's another way to make this all work. And so, guys, I, I'm, I'm thankful for an amazing community. My family, um, you know, <laughs> I'm blessed. I, I pushed my family away and they kept coming back. <laughs> And if you guys have other people that are struggling, if you have entrepreneurs in your family, entrepreneurs that you're friends with, reach out to them and just check in with them. You know, even put it on a calendar notification. You know, every other Wednesday, you know, just put a calendar notification that says, you know, check on entrepreneur friends and just send a simple text message. Pick up the phone and call. I got a couple really nice letters in December from people that mailed, you know, they got my address and mailed me a couple nice letters that knew what I was going through. And I tell you what, man, Opening a letter and, and someone just telling you, hey, I'm here for you if I need you, um, that's freaking powerful, guys. And, you know, you will, I believe in great people are going to be the most successful people from 2018 and beyond. We live in a world today where transparency is going to grow. And those entrepreneurs that are good people, that are doing it the good way, that are setting up for good things for their customers, they're going to be successful. But guess what? Those crappy people that are doing it the crappy way, that piss you off, they're going to still do it the crappy way. Some of them are still going to be successful doing it that way. But just know this, 2020, 2023, they won't be successful. I lost sight of that, but I believe it with all my heart. If you are doing great things, and this is what I will leave you guys with, I, I, I became an entrepreneur because my passion is simply, I love connecting great people with great people to do great shit. I love connecting great people with great people to do great shit. And all of a sudden, when I remembered that, when I put my goals out there in order, when I, when I refocused, when I realized I need to lean on people when I'm down, and when I, when I figured out that I just need to own my path and be confident in that and not let anybody 
tell me that I'm wrong, I'm going to crush 2018. We're going to come back and listen to this episode, and we're going to talk about what we can learn from this because it's always learning. You always have to be willing to, to listen to other people, but don't get bogged down by all of that noise. Guys, my name is Brian Fanzo, better known as iSocialFans. This is the FOMO Fans Podcast. If you love this podcast, if you like this kind of ta- content, reach out to me on Twitter, iSocialFans, lowercase i, fans with a Z or a Z at the end. Send me a DM. Follow me on Instagram. Everywhere I'm iSocialFans. Consistency is important. I love doing this podcast. The live audience with, you know, I, I probably have, I don't even know, about 1,000 or 1,200 comments between the live streams today. Um, thank you. Thank you for watching this live. Thank you for helping fuel my, my passion to do this and share my story. And, and just do me one favor. If you have someone that's struggling, you have someone that wants to be an entrepreneur, and they're only reading the uh, self-help books and the, the entrepreneur's guide to get rich quick, um, send them this podcast episode. Um, let them know that um, there is some real, there's some truth, there's a shitload of struggle, there's a lot of ups, a lot of downs, and um, we have to learn from it. And this entrepreneur journey, I'm far from done, I'm far from throwing in the towel, even as a Steeler fan, but I, I, I'm ready, I'm ready to crush 2018, I hope all of you crush 2018, here's to wishing you all a beautiful New Year's Eve, or New Year's Eve, it's not New Year's Eve, a beautiful New Year's, and I will be back with another episode very soon. If you have someone that wants to sponsor this show, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to set up some sponsors as we move through 2018. Until next time, my friends, do me one favor. Show you care. Show you care. Go above and beyond to tell one person today, one person today, go out of your way to tell them thank you. Go out of the way to tell them I'm here for them. Because I tell you what, if we can all show we care to one person one person, if everyone that listens to this podcast, hundreds of thousands of downloads I get of this show, if one person, if we each can impact one other person, we are going to change the world, ladies and gentlemen, right here, right now on FOMO Fans. Thank you guys for tuning in. I love you guys. Cheers.